Hi, I'm Dr. Divina Lopez, a board-certified pediatrician with over 10 years of experience in pediatrics, and you are listening to Dancing into Parenthood. Lopez. As you know, this is not a new podcast, but I did take some time off. And now in 2022, I decided that it's time to pick up the podcast episodes. And because this is the first episode after uh, a little lag time, I wanted to start off with the story of dancing into parenthood. And to understand where this story actually started and how it became an idea for me, you have to learn a little bit about my life, about my personal life, which for me is not something that's easy to share because I'm a very private person. But what I can say is that this past year for me has been a year of discovering myself and understanding so many things that have happened in my past and growing from those experiences, no longer suppressing them, but understanding what had went on in my life, understanding why I did the things that I did, or had the thoughts that I had, right. And so I I wanted to take this opportunity to talk to you about where this entire idea came from for me. So for those of you who don't know me personally, which is many of you, right? I am a person who likes to do things by the book. I'm a Taurus. Like I do things slowly. I like to make sure I'm doing the right things. Um, I just examine everything in my life before I actually like make decisions and stuff like that. So, um, you know, a lot of that is the reason why I am good at academics. I went to medical school, like you know, those sort of things are things that I love to do. I always loved math and science. And, um, you know, so naturally, like choosing a career and in medicine um, came pretty easy for me. And it was something that I loved because I love to be of service to people. What you don't know about me is that when I went to medical school, I did not think not even for a chance would I have ever thought I would become a pediatrician. Actually, I went to medical school thinking that I love women's health and I love OBGYN and that's what I'm going to do. And that's the specialty that I will, um, you know, choose and, and become a part of. And actually, when I did my rotation in OBGYN, because I already knew or thought at that time that I wanted to be an OBGYN, I did amazing at that rotation. Like I was so dedicated. I gave a thousand percent. And when I was done with that rotation, the program that I did my, my OBGYN rotation at, they asked me, um, you know, to actually take on a, a spot in their residency, which as a foreign medical student, you could be approached um, and, and sign these contracts. But when they had asked me, Right afterwards, I was doing my pediatric rotation. And I said, you know, give me a little bit of time because there are so many programs, right? You don't want to just commit yourself to one program without having both, um, having gone through the match, which, um, you know, would give me more opportunities and maybe even to a program that was better. So at that time, I said, let me, let me think about it. 
Um, match was around the corner, so I kind of knew that I probably wouldn't take it and I would probably go through the match instead. I started my pediatric rotation and let me just tell you that I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed pediatrics because I'm not a person who loved kids, not at that time, right? I wasn't like a kid person. I never wanted to be a mom. Like, um, I just was not a, a very maternal person. I didn't think those things about myself, right? And so when I did my pediatric rotation, it was amazing. I fell in love with the kids. I fell in love with the parents. I fell in love with watching this dynamic of unconditional love. Like these resilient little sick kids and their parents doing their best to make sure that their kids get better. Um, you know, how dedicated parents were to their, their kids. It was amazing. So the chief resident of that program, um, I remember one day she approached me like, you know, so how do you like pediatrics or whatever? And I was like, oh, you know, it's really cool, but I already know I want to be an OBGYN. And she was like, no, you are not an OBGYN. You are a pediatrician. And I was like, what are you talking about? You don't even know me from a hole in the wall. How are you going to say this to me, right? And she's like, no, I, I, I could tell, you know, you're not meant for OBGYN. And if, if you know anything about the different specialties in medicine, um, what you, <laughs> you, you hear about, these different personalities and how they go into these different specialties. So like, you know, surgeons are a little more like, you throw a little bit. Um, I want to say they, you know, they're not so much into the academics. They want to cut. They just, they're, they're different, right? Um, pediatricians are, are known to be like the big kids. Uh, OBGYNs are surgeons, but they're also pretty academic. And, and I really respect them for that. Uh, anyway, there's, all these different personalities according to your specialty, you know, like this is what they say. So, you know, I didn't want to believe that I could be a pediatrician. I was like, no, you know, I, I, I went to medical school and I started medical school because I wanted to be an OBGYN and I love women's health and, you know, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And the kids won me over. The kids won me over. So when it was match time, I kept going like, do I want to be an OBGYN or do I want to be a pediatrician? And I remember like thinking this over and over again, like, oh my goodness, what is going to be my final decision? And then I remember even considering like family practice because in family practice, you could do a little bit of everything, but to be realistic, family practice in the like Northeast, you don't really do the OBGYN part or the peds part. You're more of like an adult, um, physician and I knew that I definitely didn't want that right so I chose pediatrics and you know no regrets I love what I do I love children I love taking care of them and feeling them and what I love is also taking care of the family and family dynamics so I did my pediatric um, residency, which is three years in Long Island. And then after that, they invited me to stay on a fourth year as the chief resident, which made me really excited because that's an honor, right? To be the, the chief 
um, resident. It's really an honor uh, to be invited to stay on. And, you know, you're basically like the leader of the, of the residents when you are the chief uh, in residency. So it was a great, great learning experience for me. Um, it was a, also a year of a lot of growth because I did everything from the emergency room to the pediatric ICU to the neonatal ICU to the regular floor and the clinic. And, you know, I, I truly loved being a resident. I embraced it. Um, for me, spending all those hours in the hospital was exciting. It was very social. Uh, so, you know, you get to meet all of the other doctors and the nurses and we're all like friends and it's a great environment. And it was, it was amazing for me, but so like all my life, I really prioritized academics, right? Uh, towards the end of residency, I started to think about like, what is my life going to be like outside of this? Because I had never done anything but be a student all my life. And, you know, after chief residency, I was going to have a real job now and be like a real adult. And, um, and so I started taking dating more seriously at that point. Cause I was like, okay, you know, I, I just thought the next step for me in my life then is to get married <laughs> because, you know, that's how you think when you're young. Um, and, and so that's what I did, you know? So I started dating and um I you know I seriously found someone that I thought would make a great partner for me and we like from the minute we met we were like inseparable inseparable like we we met each other we were crazy about each other um we did everything too too quick like we moved in really quickly um and you know the next thing I know, we got married. Um, and I remember wanting to take some time to just be a newlywed couple and having this talk with my husband at that time. And we were actually on our honeymoon. And, um, you know, and he was like, we have friends that can't have kids and they've been trying for a few years. And we were in our early 30s, but, you know, for a Latino family, early 30s without kids, it's like, you're, you guys are too old. We need to just settle down and have a family already. And so also from like a medical point of view, there's something called like advanced maternal age and stuff. And I was already approaching that. So although I felt like I wasn't ready yet, I said, okay, let's start trying because we both don't know, right? And because we both didn't have kids um, prior to, to being with each other. And so, um, yeah, we decided to just go for it. Let's, let's get off of birth control. Let's see what happens naturally. And I was pregnant within a month or two months, like a month and a half, something like that. That's how quickly I got pregnant, right? I'm Puerto Rican. Like, we get pregnant very easily. <laughs> I shouldn't even say something like that, but I couldn't believe how quickly it happened. I really wasn't expecting it um, to happen that soon because I have been on birth control for so many years that I was like, yeah, it's going to take time for my cycle to get back to normal, yada, yada, yada. 
nothing like that. It was like within a month and a half I was pregnant and I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I shouldn't have been shocked, but I was, I really was. And, um, you know, it was, it was a beautiful blessing, but I just felt terrified because I was like, I am not ready. I am not ready for this. Although I had already been a pediatrician for a few years, although I knew everything about baby development and baby health and whatever, I just felt like this was so quick. I just became a wife. I am not ready for what is coming. Like that was definitely, so 2012 was a year of many changes for me as, as a woman, right? Um, learning how to be a wife. I learned that I'm pregnant. Uh, my body's going through all these changes. I'm scared shit, okay? Because I'm like, am I going to be able to handle all of this? I love my career. I don't want to let it go. I felt very torn, so torn, because I remember, oh my goodness, remember when Hurricane Sandy happened? I remember my husband saying to me, like, I, I went to work because I was very dedicated to my, my career, my job, and, and my coworkers, and, um, you know, my, my husband was not going to work that day that morning. And he was like, are you crazy? You're going to risk going out um, with this hurricane and everything that's going on right now. And you're going to go to work. You have a baby now. Like you have to think about your pregnancy and keeping yourself healthy. And you know, why would you even risk it? So I remember this argument very clearly and already being ready. And I'm like, I'm leaving to work. I'm sorry that you feel that way, but I can't not show up to work. And you know, let my, my boss down and my patients down. And, you know, that's the life of a doctor. You're, you are usually such a very dedicated person to your career. And I went to work and my husband was furious with me. And so, you know, you feel so torn, like, am I making the right decision? Am I doing something wrong? And I would like, I, I was such a people at that at that time of my life and so I felt like I was letting him down I felt like maybe I was being a bad mom to my unborn baby um but I felt like I was doing what I thought was the right thing to do because that's that's me I will always do what I think is the right thing to do so I showed up at work I remember we were there for like a few hours and Patients really were coming in, and so so many roads were closed, and I, I guess it was probably hard to get there. A lot of people didn't show up, so my my boss decided, like, you know what, maybe we should just close the office early and we should go home. And I think maybe like two other doctors, two doctors did not show up, and maybe the rest of us did. So, um, I I go back home and. You know, my husband was still pretty upset with me. I think that was maybe like the first time that we really had like a serious sort of like argument or maybe disagreement. Um, we definitely had different points of view when it came to this. And um, so I remember that like very right? That then started making me think that 
I shouldn't be prioritizing my career anymore. Maybe I need to start prioritizing being a wife and a mother now. Which was something that I, I didn't want to do. Like, I, I just didn't feel like, again, like I was ready to do that. I was new in my career. And again, that's all I had ever known, right? Was being a good student, was being an academic, was being dedicated to my career. And so um, towards the end of my pregnancy, uh, I was getting like these really terrible pains and um, standing up all day. I, I worked, I think at that time I worked about like 10 hours a day, but I never sat down. I was always on my feet. It was a really busy practice. And I'm not a person who likes to sit down to begin with, but I was getting like these really terrible pains. And when I went in to go see my OBGYN, she, you know, did the test that they usually do when you go for your visit. And my amniotic fluid was low. And so she kind of got upset with me and she was like, you're not, you're not taking care of yourself. And, um, and I said, what do you mean? You know, I eat healthy, I exercise or whatever. And she's like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. She's like, you're not resting enough. I could tell that you're not hydrating yourself enough. And I'm like, well, you know, we work the way that we work. What, what do you want me to do about that? And she was like, okay, it looks like you're not going to get it. I'm a stubborn person. I'm a Taurus. <laughs> and she put me on bed rest. And I was like, are you kidding me? That felt to me like, like she was deceiving me like you are you know in the same field that I'm in and you're telling me I can't return back to work that you're putting me on bed rest and she's like yeah it was the last like four weeks of my pregnancy and she's like yeah I'm definitely putting on bed rest because I already warned you about this and now your fluid is low and she's like you don't want to hurt your baby and I said no absolutely not and she's like so I have to do this I have to force you so you know, it is what it is, right? I was put on bed rest and then I got the taste of like being at home and taking care of myself and I still didn't prioritize self-care so much at that point in my life. I was just really excited to get my baby's nursery all together and, you know, get all the stuff that you think you need and put all the clothes, you know, where they belong and wash everything before, um, you know, he arrived. And, um, and that was nice. It was nice to feel like a housewife for a little bit, you know, like I could stay home, I could relax. Um, my husband went to work. I, you know, I could just do some mommy things and start embracing the role of becoming a mother, which I thought was amazing. Um, after my son arrived, I was like the happiest person on earth. It was like, getting the best surprise that I never knew I wanted. Like I told you, I never thought I even wanted to be a mom um, earlier in my life. It's not like I was one of those women that I felt like, okay, I always wanted to be a wife and a mom. I never felt like that really in my life. It didn't feel like that at all. 
So it was a surprise to me how much I loved this baby. And instantly I understood what love really was. And I don't think I really understood prior to my son what love really was. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. So I always say like my son is my best teacher and he is because he taught me about the most important thing in this world and that's love. So I was given this beautiful baby boy and I was so happy to have him in my life. And I wanted to make sure that I did everything perfect for him. And you know, like people always say like, oh my goodness, you are so lucky that you're a pediatrician and a mom. And I'm like, no, actually, that was probably not a good thing for me because I struggled with anxiety. And having too much knowledge and a baby was a really bad combination because I knew way too many things. And I was constantly just looking at him and making sure that everything was right about him, <laughs> like examining him all the time. And, you know, if anything was like off, I was like, wait, it could be this, it could be the next thing. But I didn't share that with other people. I'm the sort of person that when I'm going through something, I hide it better than anyone on this earth. You will never know what's going on inside of me because I seem on the outside so calm and cool. And it, that was a great thing to have during residency. Like, let's say for example, that was great when there was a code blue and I had to do CPR on a patient. That was a great thing to have, to be calm, cool, collected, and know exactly what to do, right? Being a new mother and having this anxiety but not showing it on the outside was now when I look back on it, really bad for me. It was really bad because everyone did think that I had everything so under control when inside my thoughts were racing constantly. I had a lot of fears. I had a lot of concerns. I didn't know how to calm my anxiety. And instead of taking care of my anxiety, I think I was having a lot of just like getting angry and it coming out in like an argument or feeling misunderstood by people. Um, I felt really unsupported during this time. Um, that came because if I asked someone to do something a certain way, it wasn't honored. Um, so I felt like people were not respecting what I wanted from my son. And instead I was getting I was getting criticized for it a lot. And it was like, oh, you know, she's a doctor. This is how, you know, she has to do it or whatever. And, and then that made me not trust people with my son, especially, you know? And then on top of that, I had a partner who was not supportive of, of the things 
that I felt were going to be great for our son. And he definitely was not supportive of what I was going through. And I probably struggled with postpartum blues and depression, but nobody knew about it. And there's no way I would have allowed myself to be that vulnerable because that's something that I don't feel comfortable. Vulnerability and me are like polar opposites, right? And so that brought in a lot of problems in my marriage um, because I felt like I constantly needed to protect my son um, because I was losing trust in people that I thought I could have trust. Um, and so that, that brought many problems into my marriage to the point where instead of, um, instead of us being able to like communicate about it and we did even try counseling, there was a real like breakdown in communication. Like we couldn't talk to one another. Um, for me, when I'm upset, I can't even look at you. Like I just, I lose respect for you and I can't share anything with you. I'm a person who will just like totally block someone out if I feel like they're not respecting me, but I won't be able to verbalize it, you know? Um, so I act out in a certain way and I'm sure I, I was really ignoring it a lot. Um, on purpose, it was probably more like I needed for him to understand what was going on with me and I couldn't express it. I, I wanted him to understand, but he didn't. And I, I didn't feel like he cared to understand what was going on. Um, you know, he definitely made it a point to let me know that um, you know, I wasn't part of his family. And so um, when that started to happen, I really just distanced myself and I felt like I wasn't accepted. Um, and then there was a lot of things that, you know, just went on. Although we were in counseling, there was a lot of um, like things that were going on that weren't functional. And, um, and then when I found out about a lot of these things were just like a secret for so long, when I found out about some of the like addictions and stuff like that, I was like, I can't deal with this. I just need to get myself out of this situation. Um, so I was not married for very long. Um, my son was two years old when we got divorced and I had never planned to be a single mother. That was not something that I would have ever believed would have happened to me. I was definitely a person who did things by the book and I thought I made good decisions for myself. So being in this position of single motherhood felt like something really foreign to me. And I, I think I couldn't even understand like how did this happen? And what do I do now? Um, how do I handle this? Because becoming a single mother is definitely the hardest thing that I have ever done in my life. 
medical school harder than any board exam I had ever taken. This was a true, true test to me whether I could live um, a happy, good life or not. If I could love myself enough to do that. Because all of my life, my life was focused on loving everyone else and being there for everyone else and, and, and looking for that acceptance from everyone else in order to feel like I was special or loved or that I even deserved that. So now this was the true test of can I love me for being me? And I learned a lot about myself almost seven years now, especially in this past year. So this idea of dancing into parenthood had been there right before COVID happened is, is when I really started to think like, I wanna create something for parents where they not only learn about how to take care of their baby, like the newborn care stuff that, that we all need to learn if we haven't been around a baby for a while, like feeding and diapering and making a baby burrito and, um, you know, bathing them and taking care of their umbilical cord and, and, you know, all the stuff that comes with a baby, like physically. But I also wanted parents to be able to understand um, and be educated, not naive, about how to take care of their baby in the point of view of being a family. Because I don't want families to go through what my family went through. Um, being a, a family where my son has to go between two homes, it breaks my heart, you know, a lot, especially like he was two years old when this first happened and can you imagine having a child, but you're not with them all the time? It could really break your heart as a parent. You know, having to split holidays. Oh my God, I hate it. You know, um, I hate when he wouldn't want to go and he would have to go. Um, I hated all the drama that came out of going through a divorce. And I don't like to use that word hate, but I could say that this is something that I don't think anyone should have to go through. I went through a childhood with two parents who constantly argued and they were horrible for one another. Um, but I didn't have to go back and forth from one home to another. And yeah, I, I dealt with the arguing on a daily basis. Um, and I didn't want my son to deal with that. I didn't want him to live in a home with two parents who were constantly arguing with each other. And so, you know, that was part of the reason why I decided like it was better for us to get a divorce because even counseling wasn't helping us. And then, like I said, there was just so many other things that were going on. Um, and there was really no way that I could 
trust. Again, you know, I, I couldn't trust my husband after the things that had happened. Um, so I wanted a complete program where I can educate you and teach you how to take care of your baby, how to make your home safe for your baby, how a partner can support mom so that mom doesn't feel unsupported, so that she has less risk of developing postpartum blues and depression. I wanted to help educate parents on their own baby's development so their babies can thrive and reach their developmental milestones. And I wanted couples to be stronger than ever. I wanted them to learn how to work as a team, how to communicate, even when it's really hard. Because when you're sleep deprived and when you can't communicate in an effective way and we say these ugly words to each other, that really can cause a lot of trauma um, in a relationship. And, you know, sometimes I do think back and wonder, like, was there any way that, that maybe we could have fixed this? I really don't know the answer to that. I probably would never really know the answer to that. Um, it probably would have required a level of maturity um, that my then husband and I were not ready for. And again, it really requires that you love somebody that much. Um, and learning what love really is, you know, from my son, it took all of this for me to really understand what goes into loving another human being. So I'm happy for those lessons. I'm really happy for those lessons. I'm happy for the growth that I've had in my own life. I'm happy um, to have gone through it with a wonderful therapist. Um, I'm happy that I learned to love myself and prioritize my own mental health. That was so necessary. It was really cathartic like going through all of it and um I think it took this many years because I just was not ready I wasn't ready to open up all those wounds again you know it's hard it's really hard but I definitely do not want um you know other people to go through this other women to have to feel unsupported when you're a new mom and I know that there are so many partners who want to just like get in there and, um, you know, be a part of this team. But, you know, sometimes they just feel like it doesn't come naturally to them and, and they need to be taught this. And that's okay. Well, all that's required is that you want to do that, you know, that, that you're willing to take the steps and learn and grow, right? That's what parenthood is all about. It's a learning curve for all of us because you don't know what sort of little human being you're getting, right? And they're all different. I don't care if you're having triplets. 
they're all different, you know, they're not going to be the same in their personalities or anything like that. Um, so for me, like becoming a mom, is the biggest blessing of my life. It's the biggest surprise that I never knew I wanted. And Aaron came to me uh, a week before Christmas. And I always tell him that he's the best present that Santa Claus ever brought. And I truly believe that that little boy is one of the miracles that I've got to experience in my life. And, and I've had a few real miracles happen, but he's definitely one of them. So there you go, guys. Um, you know, I, I promise that the other episodes after this one won't be so emotional, but it feels good to share this with you. Like I said, now I'm finally ready to share this story, you know, publicly um, because it is my life. And, you know, please respect the story, um, but understand where my love for parents comes from, where this idea of dancing into parenthood came from. I love that it's digital because in this day and age, especially, um, it's the best way for me to be there with you, right? You do everything at your convenience in your, the comfort of your home, right? Because you have all the videos there. You have all the material that I'm giving you. Um, and then we can have lives, you know? I, I go live on a weekly basis with the parents and you got me for um, that time and you can ask me anything you wanna ask me and we can get really personal if you feel like it and we could, you know, talk about whatever's really going on, what are your concerns and, you know, who's ready for parenthood when you first become a parent? Like nobody, nobody, that's normal. Um, but I would love to guide you through it and support you during this really important chapter of your life. It's a beautiful journey. And I just, like I said, I love what I do. Um, and I want you to know that you are completely supported. Let me inspire you to be the best version of yourself for your Love you guys. For more support from me, you should visit my website at www.drdivinalopez.com where you can find information regarding my digital courses and membership. Also, don't forget to follow me on your favorite social media platforms at Dr. Divina Lopez. Thank you for listening. Please keep in mind that all advice in this podcast is general information. To understand your specific situation, you must consult with your provider.